John. What? Red Seven. I don't know what Red Seven means. Hot route. I don't. W what is hot route? Will you just go stand on the other side, please? Down. Come on. Ready. Down. Set. Hut. 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 Hit me. Booyah. Oh. That's what we call a sack lunch. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> It's time for the Soonerscoop.com postgame show presented by Eskridge Lexus in Oklahoma City. Eskridge Lexus is the official travel partner of Soonerscoop.com podcasts. Now, here's your road crew, Carrie, Eddie, and Bob, wrapping up all the action and reaction from this week's game. All right, welcome back. It is another edition of the Eskridge Lexus post-game podcast brought to you by EskridgeLexus.com. Go check them out. Uh, we uh, just drove a uh, 2020 NSX uh, over to uh, Waco this weekend, a 305-door uh, SUV 4x4, and uh, they've got a lot of these. These are really cool cars. We've driven the – this is the smaller version of the RX. Uh, we'll tell you a little bit more about it, but this is the NX if you're looking for more of a compact uh, car, but let's welcome in the rest of the crew as uh, Eddie Radosovich and Bob Prisbillo join us as well. And boy, uh, Oklahoma wins it 34 31. I don't, it's been where you hours. <laughs> I don't know where to start. I don't even know if I still know what I saw tonight or last night. It was a pretty good first half, though. <laughs> was it? <laughs> pretty good first oh half my for God. message board traffic. Oh my God. It was. Uh, I mean, it's just one of those games, and I think it's everybody has said it since the end of uh, the ball game in Waco. But this is one of those moments that you know, years from now, you're gonna you're gonna know where you were the night that Oklahoma came back from a 25 point deficit to uh, beat an undefeated Baylor team and basically ruin their season and extend your season. Largest comeback ever, OU history. You, I mean, I don't know. I guess I was a little surprised. I mean. 25 is nice. I mean, I don't know when there could have been another, but... It's because 25. OU doesn't usually suck that bad. <laughs> yeah. It's like they don't usually get down by 25, well, much less come back what, from 25. What did you say while we were walking out of the stadium? It was uh, if you would have put the second half of the Iowa State game and then the first half of uh, Baylor tonight, you would take 51-10, is that what you said? Fourth, The fourth quarter. Or just the fourth quarter. Yeah, because it Christ. was 20 to nothing in the fourth quarter. So the fourth quarter in the first half, 51-10. to 10. Is what OU is being outscored before they just turned it around. Import, well, important stat, by the way. Oklahoma yes. improves to one and one this season when trailing by twenty five on the road. This is true. Yeah, they. I don't think that made it in the stat book for somehow. <laughs> somehow. <laughs> All the other great stats they had, and they left that one out. They left that one out for sure. Uh, you know, it, and it was one of those things. It's like they're down thirty one ten, and everybody's freaking out on the message boards. Oh yeah. Um. Even I, I mean, I would say that even my instant analysis got a little negative. Well, I, 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 I mean, I, I, I was just looking through my Twitter page before we started. And it's like, uh, I mean, some stuff I said in the first half that, I mean, it was, it was embarrassing. That was as bad as it's been. You didn't call Lincoln Riley a bitch like some people on our board <laughs> did. <laughs> no, I didn't go that far. But even when, go all the way back to 28 to 10, and just the way that that game started with the interception, and then nearly the pick six, and they still end up scoring a touchdown. It was just, it was kind of a, I mean, the entire thing was just like, oh my God, this is And Jalen Hurts was such serious. a mess. Yes, and you're just absolutely. Like, what, 
has Lincoln Riley done? Like, what has he brought to Oklahoma football? Like, this isn't what anybody signed up for. This is a disaster. And this is what CeeDee Lamb means to the team. Yeah. We haven't got into that. <laughs> oh, my God. That Just one yet. What a... What a marathon of a day really from yes. from leaving norman uh saturday morning to kind of tracking that story throughout the uh morning and then mid-afternoon and then getting to waco and i think once we got to waco guys you know we start talking to people and word starts filtering out it's kind of like okay maybe there is something to this because i'll be honest I, then, I, I i laughed it off when we left norman working out and warm yeah, it up. Yeah. And you're like, what? When we get all that video together, I mean, Carrie, it just kind of, the whole entire, <laughs> until about 8.45 this evening, it was just a shit show from the word go. Well, and to be honest, I was a little gun shy from last week over the Kennedy Brooks deal when there were rumors all over the place that he was going to be suspended for the game. I could never confirm anything. You guys never really could confirm anything. And I was like, I don't get it. I, I don't see where this is coming from. And then he's out there, and he's the only guy that takes, you know, pretty much reps from as a running back, plays the entire game, you know, carries for six. So I'm like, is this just becoming a thing where someone every week is going to come up with a new rumor that we have to try and track? So it wasn't like I was completely discounting it, but – we start putting our heads together as we're driving down here and we're hearing more of it. And we're talking about, okay, I heard this and this is a tip I got, or this is a tip I got. Like, how does this all mesh together? And then we kind of started and look, I'm not, I don't want to get into a war with Lincoln Riley over this deal. I do believe that this was more of a suspension than it was a medical situation. Just, and just like Lincoln Riley doesn't want to say when people, by the way, it was interesting tonight. Uh, Alex Grinch talked about how they had four people that had blown out their knees that were starters this year <laughs> when Lincoln Riley never wants to talk about blowing out a knee or anything like yeah. that. Yeah. Or specific injuries yes. is what you're saying. Uh, he doesn't like getting into the specifics of anything. No, Discipline, he doesn't. Which, go injuries. quickly. Trey Norwood, Caleb Kelly, Kenneth Mann, John, Michael Terry. Go. It, it, I had the, to write them down, so that's pretty impressive. Going, going. I had Jordan Kelly in there. It's like, no, he's back. <laughs> going back to the uh, concussion thing, though, it just... I'll just tell you from our experience when you see guys down on the field like that, if a guy has a concussion, which you know I think is kind of what they're hiding the veil behind as far as what C.D. Lamb medical. had. They just, they said, just called just it a medical, medical injury. You never let a guy go through warm-ups like he did tonight. No, no. And that's why I think there's so much... Uh, smoke smoke to, uh, to, to the rumors out there. And, you know, it, I guess kind of just to put a, put a bow on it from my side of things is... He was asked if he's going to be available uh, for Saturday against TCU, and I think he'll definitely play. Like I would be just completely. I got. Blown I mean, it was definitely. Shot. It was definitely uh, a, a one-time thing kind of vibe. Yeah, yes. and I I know nobody. You really, wouldn't let a guy dress out. Yeah, go and, through warmups well, and all that crap thing, if he was like, if, if it was a multiple a, game suspension. Well, think about all the. I didn't things. think it was a a full game suspension. I mean, I didn't know. No one said, okay, it's it's the Kyler Murray, it's the Baker Mayfield. Nobody told me, okay, it's a suspension that's only going to last so long. Mm -hmm. They just said it's a suspension. Well, and, and again, if it's a concussion, why the hell are they letting him back in the game last week? Why are they letting right. him come talk to yeah. the media Monday morning? Uh, why are they – I mean, I talked to CD Monday afternoon at the luncheon, 
and he very much and I'm not saying that I'm a doctor by any means, but did not seem like a guy that was having a headache or anything like that. And like, the light, bright lights. Yes, yeah. Like think about the think about the game day. They, they did the game day feature with them. Well, and Josh had told us that, and I'm sure everybody that was watching the game said that it was a pretty weird yes. interaction between uh, or Herb Chris Street Fowler and, and Herb Chris Street. Fowler said something as far as. Uh, basically, basically, like they were misled, yes. which that never happens. They now, were pissed. Well, welcome to trying to cover the Sooners in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> well, send them a like, uh, gift gift package. I don't want to spend the whole pod talking about whether Lincoln's a liar or not, and all that stuff. And uh, the real story is he He's didn't a pretty play. damn good coach. I know that he did not play, and they found answers. And Jalen Hurts had, let's face it, he had become too reliant on CeeDee Lamb. This offense had become too reliant on CeeDee Lamb. And I thought the story of the day, second half, CeeDee Lamb starting to trust his other receivers, whether it was getting back with Charleston Rambo, whether it was looking for Austin Stogner in the end zone, whether it was getting you know getting a, on the same page with Theo Weiss for the same time or for the first time, I mean we saw some really Lee Morris, uh, Nick Basquin, like we saw him look like a real quarterback. Hey, today. listen, I I know we've given the guy a lot of shit before, but eighty Miller, eighty Miller came up with some big he catches did. as <laughs> he well. Did. I think he had three catches on the day. It was Miller time. It it was definitely Miller time. I but, wish but I had a back, Miller in my hand right now. And let's go back to that first half. I mean. That was definitely the Jalen Hurts that everybody's been belly aching, including me. I'm not. I'm not trying to make it like the fans are being unreasonable. Sure. We saw the one read takeoff, and that was that was that was hit Jalen Hurts in the first half. In the second half, I saw him like bouncing off of guys in the pocket, standing his ground. Yeah, sometimes his passes got batted down. Sometimes he didn't wasn't able to complete his throwing motion, and a, and a ball didn't make it to its destination. But I saw him make a more concerted effort to stay in the pocket and find open receivers in that second half than I've seen him make since the beginning of the season. And he went 30 of UCLA 42, probably. which is weird. It didn't feel like a 30 of 42, a 71% completion percentage yeah. night, but that's what it was for him. I thought that the drive right before halftime, even though Baylor's able to uh, tack on a field goal there yeah. before the end of the half. But Huge. The, the, Huge. I think it was 14 play. I don't have the book in front of me, but – it was 14 or 15 plays, 14 I believe. 14 plays, 75 yard, 5 minute and 56 seconds. Ended with the Stogner touchdown. Right. Uh, that kind of, it in a way, I think shifted the momentum a little bit. And just to be able to cut it to from 25 down to 20, what it ended up being 21 at halftime, that was huge. Knowing Oklahoma was going to get the ball at the at the beginning of the second half. And obviously, uh, you know, those two drives, I think, if you look back at this game, those were the two most important drives of probably the football game. And I mean... Gosh, you probably argued the season just the way that that entire thing uh, started, and then obviously with the fumble, and I mean, so it was just if was, you're a Baylor fan, you're asking about that defensive holding instead of passing. Hey, they worked for that one. <laughs> the OU sideline worked for that one. I'm gonna say this: like, I, and Jalen Hurts even had to ask what the what the score was at halftime. Back to your point, Eddie. Like, that was such a lift to go from 28-3 to 31-10. Like you felt you said, like you though, were back in the game. It was like you they needed to do – I felt like they needed to score twice, and they could have done that if not for the turnovers and the fumbles and all sure. that stuff. Like, they needed to cut it. Like, I thought, okay, they didn't need to cut this thing to 28-17 to have a shot. It was 31-10, but it still was enough of a lift, it felt like. And they got the ball coming out of halftime. Yeah. And – Boy, I mean, they just put the hammer down in the second. I mean, we, I, 
I don't care if we're done talking about Jalen Hurts' first half, bad Jalen Hurts. We should praise the hell out of what he did in the second half. He was incredible. I mean, he won, he, won, he won them the game. And, you know, they, he made, they made some big-time throws when they needed to. I remember we went all the way back to the beginning of the season talking about Hurts and if he was going to be able to – when it came to nut-cutting time and it was third and nine and they needed to make a play, could he make those throws? First half, they couldn't. Second half – it was almost guaranteed, and I think that uh, you know those two drives—the uh, one that ended with uh, Stogner's second touchdown, and then obviously the Braden Willis touchdown that tied it up—those were uh, those were big time performances, big time drives, um, 14, 15 play yard, uh, 14, 15 play drives that ate up the clock. Kept OU in the football game and, you know, the defense. It was just a perfect half. You put the first half of the Iowa State game and the second half of the Baylor game, and that's a pretty damn good football team, isn't it? And they finally got the takeaway. And I don't know oh, if it all turned, but it sure felt like when Parnell Motley deliberately tried to punch that ball and strip it out, the defense and the sideline, it just they all believed this comeback was about to go down. That was absolutely even though they aren't they don't get any points out of that with the uh the Hertz red zone touchdown, which I mean, he just he gotta take care of the ball right there. I mean, he yep. was gonna score. If he holds on to the ball, he's he falls into the end zone. Uh but for them just to I think that turnover was I think almost in a way too, Bob, that like I think a three and out wouldn't have done wouldn't the have same done as the turnover. The turnover ignited the sideline. Like I don't know if you guys could if you could tell from up in the press box, but that was probably the most energetic Oklahoma sideline I've I've seen in a couple years just as far as that every person on that team believed that they were going to come back and win that game. And I know that sounds corny, but you just felt it. It and was a huge juxtaposition to the first half when it was the most energetic press You're box using my we've words. ever been into. You're using my words, juxtaposition. Yeah. Again. Mm-hmm. What What do you mean? What was going on, on up was... there? <laughs> oh, it was a bunch of fanboys up there, boy. There's a lot of Baylor, oh, and, uh, Baylor, Baylor media? Uh, I don't know how, how their media... I, actually, I don't know if it was media. It was just the fact they let these people be in the press yeah. box. Yeah. Like they, like, they were hypos. Like there were, there were sheriffs and stuff up there. Yeah. I wasn't going to say anything to them. <laughs> Like they were just gonna, what's your license plate? I want to make sure I follow you. <laughs> well, on the way I mean, home. anything that they would have said, you could have said. Yeah. Did you were you one of the ones that looked the other way when <laughs> Art Bryles was here? Boy, I I'm gonna tell you that shocked me when they played the schooner dumping over when yeah. they went up fourteen three. Yeah, the, <laughs> there was a there was a lot of like that was a great crowd tonight. It was a little I, bush league. McLean Stadium was that place was rocking at times. It was good. That it was, was good. a great was, atmosphere for a college football game. Uh, but there's so many plays in the second half that I think you look back on it, and obviously you can say that now that they've won, but there's so many plays that you look back on, it's like they had to have that play. Yes. Don't or they, you think had to, they had to get that first down or with, the stop. With the or way the, they did their drives, they weren't, I was thinking, okay, they're going to use tempo, they're going to try to extend this game as long as they can to get back in it, and they did the opposite. They grinded it out every single drive to where they almost had to be perfect going down the stretch. Theo Weiss and uh, Austin Stogner, I think they're going to be all right. I think they're going to be Theo Weiss They're going to be okay players. My God. Uh, and then Jaden Hazelwood got some balls. Or got a ball tonight. By the way, can I say something about the game day experience at Baylor? Yes. Um, It's gone backwards a little bit, I think. Like, for one, how much thrash metal... They have to lead the league in thrash metal 
on like the, on in the between jumbotron. plays and yeah, stuff, third yeah. downs and stuff like that. The other thing is like all the in-game sponsorships they do. It's kind of low rent. I've become so uh, just like I I tune that stuff out. So like, like yeah, Baylor I, is Baylor is like it's like if you're gonna like Texas and Oklahoma, they're like Target, yeah, and maybe like Crest. Uh, Baylor is like Aldi. They're like they're like the brand that has fake Captain Crunch and Oreos and stuff. They, they have Mr. Pibb up in the. Uh, they have Mr. Pibb up in the press box. Doctor Thunder. Oh, no, they had Doc, Mr. Pibb where uh, Doctor Pepper was everywhere. Oh yeah, that, I guess really, that is true here like, in Waco. Baylor really is Doctor Thunder. They're not Doctor Pepper. Wow, that I they're mean, just they're an off-brand man. They're they're that's a weird place. I think it's going to be interesting the conversation or the national narrative out of yes. this one, just as far as was that a good performance by Baylor or was that just a such a terrible performance by Oklahoma that. Uh, I guess what I'm asking, I mean, does OU get credit get for coming? I mean, they should it. get credit. Right. They came back from, it was a record-setting historical night. We were talking about this on the way home. Like, I think what's fair is for the committee to just leave Baylor where they are. Yeah. Like, that, just leave them at I 13. Don't, I don't think they're going to do that. I don't have the, I don't have the loses, faith in the Kansas program. Kansas State loses today, which is not good. No, it was, it was an incredible night in Waco. There's no doubt about that. Gabe Burkich about as solid of a freshman kicker as you can get. Like I don't I don't I literally don't think that strut? you can ask anything more of the guy. He hasn't missed a field goal. He hasn't missed an extra point and you know I extra points everybody thinks are just basically uh automatic. Like I I had to make sure that every one of them was just to I mean those Minnesota every point missed it counts. One, so where Did they, they had to score a touchdown instead yeah. of kick a field goal. See? It just Everything went right for Oklahoma. They pushed every right button. I thought Ronnie Perkins played extremely well. Yeah, I was going to bring him up. On the defensive line, Parno uh, Motley played really well. Not just yeah. the punching out the ball, but I mean, he played really well in coverage. Um, you know, Jaden Davis gave up that touchdown early when it looked like things were just kind of going bad. But I, you know, I thought overall you saw more guys stepping up and making plays. Not you saw more guys flowing the ball. What was it, twenty-five yards that they had in, after halftime? Baylor? Oh, it was 50-something. I okay. believe. Yeah, they ran, what, 16 plays in the second but half? it's because they got the majority of it, actually, on that last drive. The, everything else. I think 15 of that was a penalty. Was a three and out. It, yeah, I'll, pass interference. So, but that, that last drive, they were able to pick up uh, some yards before the Nick Benito. Who oh, would have thought he'd yeah. be the one? You know, it's funny. The day. It's funny that it almost took OU that moment to get down by 25 and then after that it was like in a in a really strange way it's like everybody took a deep breath and was like it can't get any worse than this and let's just go play lincoln mentioned that about the having the whole team huddle which she's only done a couple other times and just saying hey let's finish this half off strong and then we'll get them in the second half and there there wasn't a look of of panic there might have been a lot of oh, you know, a lot of fans that are already tuned out but on the sideline it looked like they were still there could you guys tell up in the press box just how tired that baylor defense was getting you in the, tell. Yes. In late in the second half i mean it, it seemed like just get, keep giving the ball to kennedy brooks i was kind of surprised that they tried to get through the air there at the red zone uh at the very end of the game 
But I guess you kind of had to. I mean, they were high percentage plays just as far as getting Charleston Rambo out in space. I thought Rambo had a pretty nice evening as well. Yeah, he didn't have any catches at the first half, I don't believe. And he had five for 50. They got him involved in that first drive. And then that led to Lee Morris getting involved. Then finally starting to get with Theo and Lee Jaden. He's a heck of a football player. A couple of those catches by Lee. Not oh, only yeah. the catch or after he got hit. And it just doesn't matter. He always holds on to the ball. That The the fingertip one going back towards the Baylor sidelines, that's one of the better catches of the season yes. for Oklahoma. I'm going to tell you this. Uh, Oklahoma scores 34 points in that game tonight. Uh, they're going to go watch that film, and they're going to say, man, that was a hell of a defense we just faced. I mean, th- their, their defense is good. Baylor's? I mean, yeah, they yeah. – they they hit man. I mean, I don't know that I've seen another defense hit like they do all year. Oh, I thought Rambo was killed one time. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it was it was impressive. I mean, um, the Lynch kid, James Lynch, is everything. He was cracked up. Lockhart's a really good player. They're just good. I, I mean, the the Terrell Bernard kid is really good. It was tough to break tackle. So when Theo yeah. Weiss did. It made is like oh it was tough okay. to separate in space yep. from from their guys too. They were sure tacklers. Well, it'll be interesting. I I think that like you Ken, know Kennedy Brooks. Like I mean, I haven't seen people tackle him that well right. ever. Yeah, ever. yeah. There was a couple times that I thought he picked up five or six yards, and I'd look up and it was no gain. Uh, just him trying to fight back which to is, get to the was, line of scrimmage. Which was the problem with Jalen Hurts early in the game because he was taken off and it wasn't going anywhere, and oh. it would just it would it would lead to it would just drives that were leading to nowhere. I wonder what the uh, I wonder what that message was from Lincoln Riley, just as far as, uh, I mean, he obviously said something. He calmed him down at some somehow some way. I, I I just I wonder what that conversation was like, in whether it be the locker room or. Uh, you know, when, whenever it was a Mr. Miyagi moment. <laughs> oh, there. Well, the I thought the probably the quote of the night was the Jalen Hurts comment about uh, him and Alex Grinch's interaction right before halftime, right? Saying that he's, or I mean, uh, coming out of halftime, saying that they're gonna. I, I forget what the exact quote was, but it was your kids you're gonna tell it? your kids about the yeah. the way that this ends or something. And yeah. I mean, that's just that's kind of special. That's 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 what makes college football so great as far as. Uh, Building those memories or the whatever. The other so. thing we heard post-game, which is just weird, too, talking with Motley, he said that they watched film of the Super Bowl where the Patriots were down 28-3 to as Grinch's example of how you fight back from adversity. Hmm. And, of course, it was 28-3 tonight. Yeah, it was. And, and you know, I, I thought the, the biggest thing that I took from the post-game from the coaches and the coaching perspective – is they were fired up about the way that they practiced this week. Yeah. Well, I even tweeted before the game, like, just being down there for the pregame stuff, that was as energetic as, you know, whatever you want to call it, high energy. That was as ready as I've seen an Oklahoma team, and that's why when they dug themselves a a 25-point hole in the first half, it's like, well, shit, maybe that stuff just doesn't matter, you know? Uh, But they did stay locked. They stayed locked in. Credit to them for uh, the way that they fought back. And obviously it was a night that I think Oklahoma fans and probably even Baylor fans will remember for a long, long time. For much different reasons. Yeah, I mean, that's probably number one on the most heartbreaking list of losses in Baylor Has history. To Has tonight. to be. You, you're you're basically 30 minutes away from going 10-0 and 0 for the first time in school history. You're up 21 points. Game day was there. Game day's there. Uh, Damn, basically, so jinxed him. the eyes of the nation, in a way, are there. I mean, everybody was watching that game, and just the way that Oklahoma was able to battle back. I, 
I didn't, in a way, I didn't allow myself to think that OU was going to be able to make the or pull off the comeback until until Theo Weiss scored uh, right there at the beginning of the fourth quarter. And I think once you cut it to seven, um, you finally get over that hurdle. It seemed like they were on that 14 number for so long after the Jalen Hurts fumble that uh, once they cut it to seven, you kind of got this feeling in the even in the stadium. I think the fans kind of thought to themselves, "Uh oh." This is not trending in the right direction. Uh, let's do a little bit of this right now on the podcast. Eskridge Lexus is all about embracing the best. That's why they are the official travel partner of the Soonerscoop.com podcasts. So it's time for us to recognize the Sooners best with our Eskridge Lexus player of the game. All right, uh, Eskridge Lexus. Boy, my... Producing skills are sucking right now. There we go. Uh, the Eskridge Lexus uh, player of the game. I uh, want to get to that because uh, I don't know how the guys feel. I think I've zeroed in on a guy. But want to remind you guys, Eskridge Lexus uh, and EskridgeLexus.com. Uh, great supporters of the podcast, especially the post-game podcast, because uh, they give us vehicles to drive on the road. Today we had the uh, uh, this weekend the 2020 NX300. It's a five-door SUV. I gotta tell you, the interior in this car is fantastic. Glazed caramel is what they call it. Very, very. Comfy. Whoops! I'm sorry. I got uh, I got rid of Eddie. Very, very comfy. Are you okay in this one? It's because it's the smaller one. No, I no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm, it, it's a comfy seat in the back, and I. Uh, I'm not gonna lie to you. Middle I, thing. I particularly can't wait to sleep in it on the way home <laughs> tomorrow. Uh, he didn't, we don't like, we, we like, he, he'll shower in the morning, Ed, so don't worry. We're not going to stinkify the car or anything. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we're used to, we've taken the RXs a couple times. I know I saw some people on our board talking lately about their wives. They just got sick of driving around Suburbans and stuff. One, a smaller SUV. This thing is perfect. If you want something a little bit smaller or you want something a little bit more sporty, but it's got all the luxury features of the regular cars. I mean, the one we've got, it's got the parking assist, the nav system. It's got the car play. Uh, it's got the, the destination. I mean, it's got everything. It's, it's, it's really cool. Um, and, uh, Bob can, Bob and I are, we, I've never met another person who is as different in a climate control environment than me, than Bob. 62 the entire way. It's got the dual climate system. So he is, he's doing his seats, whatever you make sure they weren't like on your seat. You don't want, like them heated, but I you didn't do like want them cool. heated. I think Bob would just like to live in a, in a wind tunnel is what I think. Like a little igloo. Like just if he had to have, you know, set the setting and just I have like things the cold. blowing on him. I all like the, time. the cold. So, yeah, I mean, but no, we, I mean, I don't notice him over there. He just, he's doing his thing. I'm doing my thing. We got the Sirius XM going. We had every stinking game uh, that known to man that was on today listening, driving down. So uh, it's just a great, great vehicle. Go check it out. If you're looking for a new smaller SUV, it's 4x4. Check out the new 2020 NX300s, uh, Eskridge Lexus, EskridgeLexus.com. Or give them a call, 405-755-9000. And uh, tell Ed, ask for Ed Eskridge and tell him that you're a Sooner Scoop podcast listener, Sooner Scoop subscriber. He'll take even better care of you than uh, if you just walk in off the street. So thanks to Ed Eskridge and uh, Eskridge Lexus for for taking care of us all season. We still got one more road trip to Stillwater to go this year. But guys, uh, 
this game tonight, it essentially assures that Baylor and, and Oklahoma – I mean, is it – Bob, is it a done deal? It's not a done deal, is it? I don't I mean, think – I mean, Something but, could happen. But Baylor would have to lose to Texas and Kansas. Maybe they lose to Texas. Maybe they're deflated by yeah. this and they don't play well. But how do you lose to Kansas in that final game? Because yeah. then – and then it'd be like a log, log jam of teams with three losses, and even if OSU beats OU, uh, beats the Sooners, I would add Cowboys in the mix with Iowa State. But OSU's lost three times. I mean, yeah. Yeah, um, but that, that's the only way. Lost three, uh, every other team has K-State's lost. K-State's lost at, four? Yes. Every other team has lost at least three. And Texas lost three. It's Baylor at, and OU have lost one. One apiece. So, they're. I mean, they both win one game. They're both locked in. Yes. OU beats TCU next week. They be they play Kansas, and then Texas is their finale. Right? No, they they play Texas. Oh, that's stupid. <laughs> Kansas is their last game. Baylor and Kansas is the last game of the conference slate. <laughs> no one expected it to mean anything. Yeah, that's true. You think Kansas fans are like, God, we just want basketball to start. We just want to keep paying players. Come on, Adidas, just cancel the game. Maybe they'll maybe they'll buy out of the game. They just want basketball to get here and be over with. So it doesn't get shut down. Well, them in Kansas, they're going to be on a race to who can win as many games as possible and then uh, get it vacated at some point here (laughs) moving forward. I'm sure there's going to be FBI jackets all over the Big 12 arena. Iowa, Iowa, or uh, Ames, Iowa. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? (sighs) That'll be like the, that'll become like the, the de facto uniform that you wear to play Kansas in the league. There'll be a lot of people wearing that shit, I'm sure. So anyway, but yeah, I mean, I, I player of the game though we haven't even named one. Oh, I mean, it's which way do you want to go? Yeah. I, you can make you, a lot of arguments. It's hard because Jalen hurts first half, but he, you know he is the reason you know that they played so well in the second half. You can make a case for Kennedy Brooks because he he got to run the ball tonight like a regular human boy, like a real boy, a real running back. He's a real boy. I was going to make the case for Mr. Ronnie Perkins. Yeah. See, if you guys wanted to go Jalen Hurts, I was going to go Ronnie Perkins. I think that's more than fair. He had all three sacks. And really, Benito's thing almost wasn't necessary. On Perkins' last sack, Brewer almost lost that ball. Did he? Yes. Uh, I'll go go honorable mention Gabe Burkich if we want to. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, you make a game winner, and then you make a, um, what is it, four extra points as well as another field goal, two field goals, four extra points. Hell of a night, especially for a freshman. To be put in that spot uh, and really basically untested in a way. And he's to been, have he's been Lincoln solid. mess up before. How the hell does fe- that happen? Because it was fun. Like, you could see the ref blows a whistle to play. So that 25-second clock's going. OU doesn't even get out into the field till about 17, 18 seconds. And it was really cool. They were I, no hurry. I was actually right next to the side, the official that Lincoln Riley asked for timeout for. That was really close to being delay a game first. I just don't understand how that happens. Well, they thought up in the press box that it was delay a game. It, it felt like. Yeah. Unless... He screamed, but it he and iced the ref, his own kicker. He did. That's what I'm saying. He uh, that that's how good Gabe has yeah. been. He iced his own kicker. Hey, I'll tell you matter. what, uh, Lincoln Riley and that coaching staff—they worked for every bit that they got tonight. That holding call, like they were the referees had turned the, the Baylor. The offense was out yes. on the field. Yes, and the side judge came in after talking to Riley. Went up to the head official, the to the white hat, 
And, I mean, it was a good two minutes after that possession was over that they went back and said, okay, let's take a, let's relook at this. Obviously, Oklahoma gets the holding call and the rest is history. You want to know a crazy scene uh, up in the press box? I don't know if you saw this, Bob, or not. Uh, but, you know, they have halftime. The coaches come back up. Oh, they're, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Their offices, you know, where they're, they're, the rooms that they're in, they're in on the same level as they the press box in most, in most uh, press boxes. So the OU coaches come up. Oh, so like Kale and all those guys. Kale, Kale and Austin Jay, Wood. Yeah. Uh, well, Ball Austin wear. is a defensive uh, guy now. But, yeah, Bullware comes up. Uh, all the offensive assistants. Ty Darlington. Brian LePack, I think. Uh, but anyway, so they come up and they like go straight to the cookies and they're like milling around <laughs> and they're getting drinks. And I'm like, do these guys give a shit at all? <laughs> it's 31. Hey, you're down by 21. Yeah, you're get down get, get out of here. Yeah, no, that's what I'm, I'm like. I'm like, if people saw this, like. We can, and you can talk about it now because this? they came yes. back and won. The Baylor they, coaches they would, are running full speed well, no, ahead. No, 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 here's the thing. Like the Baylor <laughs> coaches and like the OU coaches are still getting cookies. And it's like, what are you doing? The Baylor coaches. They come up the elevator. They're like little green army men in Toy Story. It's like, hup, 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 and they, they're just running right through. They're literally running. Like the floor is bouncing up and down because they're running to their to their coach's office or what it, booth or whatever you want to call it. And they're the OU coaches just grabbing cookies and getting Dr. Peppers. And I'm just like, God, That's they're going to get killed in a second. And then they go out and <laughs> they outscore <laughs> them 24 nothing. That was. Uh, it, I don't the, know. Is that does that say what confidence that that the staff has in Lincoln Riley in their players that they just come up there and maybe a little bit act like they're at a social, an ice cream social. Well, I mean, seventy two hours ago, I would have just said that Kale's focused on calling play for Florida State for Bob next year. <laughs> yeah, thank God that that whole thing is over. But look, oh. Uh, y- y- you know what the play that nobody has talked about yet that we talked about on the way home was the punt. Drake. Not only with Drake almost oh, touching yeah, yeah. the ball. Yeah, yeah. How about the running into the kicker? Yeah. It, I, I didn't I even know that guy was on OU's team. I, to be honest. Uh, you do now. And for all the wrong reasons, <laughs> he he about had to walk home from Waco. Well, how about, how about Trey Brown almost fumbling away the ball? On a great return that yeah. would have been called, but like they would have declined that penalty they would, if, oh, they, yeah. would have, penalty, if yeah. they would have yeah. jumped on the ball. But yeah, you knew on the there punt, was some weird special teams tonight. on the the punt issue. Is like he didn't hit the 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 plant leg, so it was only it was only going to be running. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Oh, I initially when the when the flag's thrown, I see it out of uh, my periphery. I'm falling, I'm tracking the punt with the ball, and I immediately pan down with the camera to the penalty flag because I figured. Wow, they just screwed that! Like this game's over now. This game's over. They're it's a it's a it's gonna be personal foul. The momentum gonna, goes all the way back to Baylor. Yeah, now. absolutely. And I the first thing I the after I looked at I got some video of the flag and then I immediately shot some of Matt Rule and I saw him throwing his hands up, kind of disgusted with the call. And I figured, okay, well, it's just running into the kicker. He's gonna have a chance. Now. Well, that's how it's supposed it to be. It was such if a good acting the, job. If I it's mean, not the plan, was it an leg? acting job? Oh boy, yeah. Okay. He thought I mean, he needed amputation. Well, that's why I that's why I originally yeah. thought like, oh god, like why would you even be close to this guy? But that was an incredible sequence, and then obviously that leads to uh, the game tying drive. And I mean, that's as that's as and obviously it's easy for us to say this now, but that was about as fun of a second half as I've been down on the field for in an Oklahoma game. How different was that stadium 
because you're more down there than we are. Although we had the windows open, so we sort of felt it. How different was that stadium in the first half compared to the second half? Oh, it was electric. I mean, it was a it was one of the better atmospheres that uh, Oklahoma has probably that in 2015 in when OU while. played in it. That's yeah, the best sure. two nights that they've had since they moved to McLean. Oh, I would. Uh, there's no doubt that has to be the be- two best atmospheres, just because it's packed. I mean, obviously it's packed, but and they've had other sellouts. But uh, you know, when Oklahoma comes to town, it's a little bit different. Everybody knows that. Everybody. Uh, I think recognizes that fact that the everything gets kind of uh, upticked, I guess, if you if you will, uh, when Oklahoma comes to town, and especially with everything that went into this game, it was just uh, it was an incredible college football atmosphere, and uh, one that I'll definitely remember for a long time to come. Uh, you know, I, I think I saw Kenny Mossman with a great tweet uh, earlier tonight or this morning, whatever, wherever we are now. Uh, he basically said uh, everyone is excused for what they had to say before <laughs> halftime on Twitter tonight. Listen, anything that you have to say on Twitter or on the board or wherever in the sanctity of your own home, you, <laughs> to you are allowed to people. say that. <laughs> you are allowed to say that because at no point should Oklahoma be getting their ass whooped like they were. And I mean that's just the, that's just straight up. That's what it was. That was a brutal ass beating in the first half. My, I think I took it a little too far when in the instant analysis I said, "Please burn the alternate uniforms at halftime and switch to the <laughs> all white." Oh, that would have been awesome if they would have come out in different uniforms. And, like then, they, Ducks. and then they did like they did tonight. Like, can you imagine like if that had really happened? Like they're down thirty-one ten. They come out in the all whites. That would have been crazy. And they come back and make Ducks the biggest comeback. Who would who would have brought them back? Who would have brought the uh, jerseys in? Like you know how uh, yeah. uh-huh. uh, I can't even remember Adam the guy's Banks? name. No, what's the uh, no. what's the older guy's name? No. Uh, God, I'm supposed to be this big mighty Ducks fan, and I can't even think of it. It's three fifty in the morning. That's my. <laughs> oh, point. the the one of the enforcer guys. No, no, no. The uh, oh God. It wasn't the grandfather Emilio guy. Oh, the Swedish guy. Yes. Yeah. When he brings all the jerseys in, uh-huh. when they change out of the USA jerseys and they put the Mighty Ducks jerseys uh, on. Yeah. Come on, Eddie. Be better than this. That is your jam too. I watched that's it like, on like Thursday. That's like forgetting something in Home Hans. Alone for you, Hans. Hans. That's Jesus right, yeah. Christ, Eddie. <laughs> and didn't Hans die in the second one? Uh. Ye- or he died the one after because that think, was the second. I think one the college the years he yeah. did, but. Very sad. Oh, yeah. I'm still shaking up about it. So, uh, Sooners move on. They are headed to the Big 12 Championship where they will probably face Baylor again. Uh, and I'm going to say this. After looking at stats tonight, like, oh, you dominated this game statistically. Oh, because, yeah. I mean, because half. the turnovers. The, I mean, the, what Jalen did in the first half. The turnover situation is crazy. It's, but, I mean, you look at it. I'm not so sure, oh, you can't just really kick the shit out of Baylor. I would say if they play again in the Big 12 championship, I think that technically OU hasn't clinched, right? Technically, they no, haven't. No, because no, no. because right. they could lose to Oklahoma State. Could, but they, they, have three they haven't clinched the one seed for sure. Yeah. Like, they need to win out to do that. Sure. And they're the home. Well, are they even doing that? I can't remember. Or the, is it luck? One team is the home team and I the other. It's like not a seeded it. thing or something stupid. I'll say this. If Oklahoma plays Baylor again, I think they'll win by two touchdowns or more. If their defense continues to get, you know, 
decent. What? Exactly. I mean, that's the what? What? What is? E- what is easy? Everything. I guess what is easier to explain the way that Oklahoma played in the first half or the way that Oklahoma played in the second half? And then inside that question, <laughs> is it easier to figure out how they found success offensively or what happened defensively that just everything started clicking? Were they? Was it just a matter of getting more pressure on Brewer? I think they, like you guys said, they wore them down. I mean, yeah. I just really felt like Baylor lost their edge. You think the defense being on the field made the offense not find its rhythm? Yeah. Because that's what we're sort of wanting. Like, why did the Baylor offense sputter and just go into a shell and do nothing? Bay- I mean, we know Baylor's what the defense biggest, did because they got tired. Baylor's biggest problem is they don't have a running game like Oklahoma. No. And they don't have a great offensive line. It's just in... in their running game was Charlie Brewer tonight. I mean, he yeah. was what really made that offense go. Kind of stopped half. him in the first yeah. half. He had a great night in the first half. And you half. know what? There was, I, I think it's just too a matter of tackling guys. I mean, Neville yeah. Gallimore was in position a couple times in the first yes, half to was. make a play behind the line of Kenneth scrimmage. Murray had some rough times tonight. But then it, it it was so weird. It's like something just clicked. Yeah. In no, the third quarter, and all of a sudden, Kenneth Murray's it was making. Like they were back to the old OUD. <laughs> yes, Kenneth Murray's making havoc plays. Yeah, Ronnie Perkins is sacking people. Uh, Parno Motley's yeah. knocking balls down. Uh, it just—it's it, so crazy how inside of a game like that, Pat Fields was making a lot of good plays tonight. Yeah. Yep. They it just. And Delarian Turner Yell didn't stand out, but he also didn't stand out in a bad way. True. Now, what was it? Uh, I think it was the. First, oh, it was it was Baylor's first possession. They had a touchdown. They had a guy. The they, I mean, you hit that. The guy's That's, wide open. He goes. He yeah. walks into the end zone. Yeah, yeah. But they they were able to figure it out. They were able to turn it around. I guess I don't know. I mean, <laughs> twenty eight to three. I'll just say this. I don't think you guys want to read my text messages. No, you don't want to read mine either. <laughs> it just the whole thing was just. It, in a way, it was almost comical. I, I told uh, Josh Gately, uh, one of the he shoots pictures for yeah. OU. Mm-hmm. I told him, uh, I think at the beginning of the third quarter, I was like, honestly, like you can't even be that mad. It's just almost comical to the to a to a point. They played so poorly that it's almost just like whatever. I mean, well, it's like you spend the entire half like this season's over. Well, yeah, you you would you would become. Uh, Ready for San Antonio, with, uh, yeah. if you will. The Alamo Bowl. It just the whole thing. It was uh, somebody said it was incredible. I, I don't think we were think... talking to Kersey up there, and he was like, "I am not going to the Russell Athletic Bowl." He's just like, yeah, "I'm putting my foot down. We're out by doing it. The Out Camping World Bowl or whatever it is now. Pretty wild." He's like, "I'm not. I'm telling the Athletic that I'm not covering that." Pretty wild. If you would have told me that OU is going to be down by 25 at one point, they weren't going to have CD Lamb. And they were going to lose the turnover battle. What is this? OU's going to win the game. I would have said you were insane. What do you guys think this does for the fan base moving forward? Oh, there's going to be some people that I'm sure that are unhappy, but those people are probably generally unhappy persons. But they're in their you're life. saying th- those will be more in the minority, though. I think so. I mean, I in because a way, I think it's a... it's it's not energizing, but it there is something it, it gives just you some pride. Yeah, I think so. Just from just there. from reading the board and, and reaction from Twitter and social media and things like that, like this is the type of win that you can take some uh, some momentum. You can take something into that TCU game. You get another night game. Congratulations! I know that winning Big Twelve championships has become like this thing for the Oklahoma fan base. Like, 
oh yeah, it's just another Big Twelve title. It's like I don't. It's kind of like the offensive numbers that I've been trying to preach over the last couple of years. Like it's not normal just to wake up and win the Big Twelve championship every year. Like it takes some work. It takes some games like this. It takes special moments throughout a season to go eleven and one or twelve and one. And maybe that's not good enough to get into the college football playoff this year. But you know what? Like you're there. You're in this spot right now. So just enjoy it. They got you got two more games off. left. Minnesota losing. There's 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 your first. Alabama pretty much going down with Tua being out now. That whole thing sucks, man. I it just I I I'm not gonna say like I, my heart is broken by any means, but it just that sucks for Tua. I hope he. It's hard I hope it's for not me. a. I hope it's not an injury that cost him his career. It's hard for me to wrap my brain around because I really haven't seen a good replay of it yet, and it's probably a little uh, morbid to say. But it's like I need closure. I need to see how bad this thing is. Like, I mean, I remember, you know, I was no, you weren't ever going to find a bigger Bo Jackson fan than me. But there were a couple like doctors out there, like that looks like the Bo Jackson injury. Yeah, like, they got to get him to a hospital, and they they medevaced him out of there. That's insane. Yeah, I saw that Aaron Suttles had tweeted something. Uh, I, I somebody had sent him a a picture from the tarmac, basically, God. as they're wheeling him out. How about this stat, uh, Nate Faken from? Uh, Oklahoma's News Channel 4 threw this Aren't one you at a me. Weather liaison <laughs> weather I am a, I am a weather liaison. I also do some in your corner stuff for them. I haven't been on Channel 9 yet. Still uh, waiting on an invite. Teams were 1 in 902. 1 in 902 on the road versus top 25 teams when trailing by 25 points in the game since 2005. That's from uh, ESPN Stats. 1 in 900 and two. That's insane. <laughs> it's hard, the whole night. The whole it, it's hard to wrap your head around what you saw, how it happened, how bad a team could be, how good a team could be all in one game. I guess. And just are we closing this thing down? Kind of. I think so. Let yeah. me say, Let me say this though um, before you get to your thought. Okay. Um, we, you know, we we did the players of the game. I want to say this about Jalen Hurts. Um, we've spent plenty of time picking his game apart. I think tonight the thing that was most impressive to me is that you saw a guy in the middle of the game, I feel like this is the end of the speech at Rocky Four. like change, like become a different, you know, work to be the guy that we all think a quarterback should be, that we saw Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray be, a guy that stood in the pocket and let it collapse around him and still look for look for an outlet, look for a guy to throw the ball to. And, it, oh, man, just watching Theo Wees and that run, that touchdown run he had was amazing. Uh, it, it, I think fans should be very excited for the future. I want to see more Jaden Hazelwood. I don't know what was going on with uh, Trajan. Trajan Bridges not being in there tonight. Uh, but, God, I want to see some more Theo Wees. I mean, that's – and, uh, you know, hopefully when CeeDee Lamb gets back, he's – He's, he's one of many and not just all. So, I mean, I think that's important. I want to see more Charleston Rambo. I definitely want to see more Lee Morris. I mean, spread that ball around, dude. Like, don't just know that you can throw it to CeeDee Lamb every time and he'll save your ass because that's not what's best for the offense. What's best for the offense is what we saw in the second half. And bravo to Jalen Hurts. That was as good as I've seen him. All. That was the guy that I thought – 
He wants to come here, learn from Lincoln Riley, become a better quarterback. That was the better quarterback that I thought he was going to become in the second half. You would have to think that the way that that game played out, uh, there is a confidence that Hurts now has in a guy like Theo Weiss. Hurts has in a guy like a Jaden Hazelwood. Hurts has in a guy like a Lee half. Morris even. Yeah. Uh, you would have to think that, that is, it's, it's a builder in, in a yeah. way, uh, just as far as what, they were able to accomplish. I think we all thought Jalen Hurts sort of embraced OU after Texas. Boy, he did but it again going tonight. into the student section and yeah. smiling the way he did, that's another level. Yeah, he said it after he said it after the game tonight. He said, "I know that I've you know kind of professed that I've embraced OU, but this is a real brotherhood for me now." Yeah, absolutely. It, I I think any and then more than anything, it's just like for that many young guys to win a game like that. Uh, it just, I, 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 I think that, uh, it was, God, I'm Roy Manning, uh, put it out after the game, just as far as like, if you're not a believer, you got to believe now in this team or whatever, which I, you know, is completely just coach speak or whatever. But I think at the, at its core, the message it's is right. Like, I think that this is the type of win that can, and who knows what's, what's ahead, but it can project a season, uh, to maybe, elevate even more as far as uh this is this that's the type of win that's the type of performance that uh you can, it can keep, be a real chemistry builder yeah yeah and you're going to get more out of it than maybe just a win tonight it's going to pay dividends on down the road if you will all right um really appreciate you guys appreciate uh folks at eskridge lexus for making this possible as well as uh the folks at midfirst bank go check them out as well midfirst.com slash u40 uh title sponsor of our unofficial 40 podcast so uh, Sooners win it tonight, 34-31 in one of the most, well, it is the biggest comeback in the history of Oklahoma football. Uh, one of the best comebacks you're going to see all year in college football. And uh, Sooners now move on to play another night game, 7 o'clock against TCU next week. So uh, sleep in, be ready to stay for the fourth quarter because that has a chance to be a really good game too as they beat Texas Tech today. And, of course, they gave uh, Baylor everything they wanted a week ago. So finishing out TCU, Oklahoma State, not going to be an easy slate. Uh, but it should be a lot of fun, and uh, hopefully you guys will get a little bit more fired up than you have been the last couple of weeks because I know it's been tough, but I think this team is showing you something. Lincoln Riley's already put out the uh, message to the fans. Yes, basically, he did. And let me summarize. I, this isn't uh, verbatim, but it was, your ass better be in a seat and it better be loud on Saturday <laughs> night. Yep, he already sent out the tweet. Good. Uh, all right, well, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks to Bob. Thanks to Eddie. I am Kerry Murdoch. We'll see you back here next week after TCU on the Eskridge Lexus post-game podcast from Soonerscoop.com.